for SEN America. This is the SEN NFL Podcast. Hello and welcome to the SEN NFL Podcast, the lighter look at the NFL. I'm your host, Richard Garraway. Sitting across the desk from me is my co-host, James Arthur. G'day, mate. Hey, Richard. And also joining us across the desk from me, Steve Salisbury, SEN superstar, man from Sacramento, the man who carries KB's show for him. Yeah. How are you, mate? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Pleasure I, to have you in the studio. Well, it's I, anytime people are talking about NFL, I feel like I should be a part of that conversation. So Excellent. I tried to get people to commit to having me in on every NFL conversation that happens. It's very difficult to police that, though. So, well, well, finally, that information has rolled down the SEN waterfall and reached us way down at the bottom, which is where we're <laughs> located. See, um, NFL, but we're talking about the best sport. That's the thing about it. What people around here don't get, what they don't get is that the NFL is actually better than the AFL. By a long, long way. And today, coming up in today's podcast, we'll hit on all the latest news. We're going to start our brand new segment called Camp Watch. JA will take control of that one. We're going to preview the AFC East. Uh, and normally we finish off with a bit of question time, but because we've got Steve in the uh, studio, uh, that's what we'll be talking about. It's our seventh podcast. And I think the most important thing to point out to everybody... Lucky number seven? Lucky number seven is the next time we talk, there would have been an NFL game finally. Absolutely. Very exciting. So let's get over to the newsroom. It's time to go into the newsroom on the SEN NFL podcast. Starting off, Brandon Boykin uh, traded for a fifth-round pick to the Steelers out of Philly. And, of course, like what seems to happen when you get traded out of Philly, you drop a grenade on the way out. He has said that Kelly struggles with men of their of our culture. That was a direct quote. Now, he later backtracked and said he meant that of our culture, he meant professional players and that he struggles to communicate with them. I reckon we all know exactly what he meant. I think he's got a bit of the Shady McCoys about him. He might. I think what happens is it's very fashionable to badmouth a coach who trades you because you feel jilted. So it's like, you know, girlfriend, any of you guys ever been dumped by a girl? No, look no, at me. I'm no, a no, stunning man. About. No one has ever dumped me. Okay, well, I have been, and believe it or not. And uh, you don't like the woman initially, right? You think, oh, I can't believe she did that. She's such a moron. She's got a problem. You know, you sit there and you find reasons why she's an idiot. So that's what these guys are doing with, with Chip Kelly. The idea that, you know, let's assume what you, were, what you didn't say, but what you were inferring is that this guy, there was racial overtones to what he was saying. And yes. listen, there seems like there's always racial overtones over there. But the idea that a guy who coaches and does a very good job of it, for that matter, 75% of the league is black. Exactly. You think he's not? Well, he struggled. Well, clearly somebody, some black guys somewhere are getting his message because it's working. It certainly worked at Oregon. Yeah, it did. They got great athletes at Oregon. But, you know, and and I think in Philadelphia, I think he's, he's done a good job as well. I just, it's... It's much to do about nothing, really. I mean, they, I'm sure, oh, you know, just Chip Kelly a racist would have been the thing that would have been plastered all across uh, ESPN. And I'm sure that um, Stephen A. Smith and uh, who does Stephen A. Smith work with? Uh, Skip, Skip Bayless. Bayless. Yeah, Skip Bayless. They awful. would have sat there and they would have debated it over and over and over again. And it's like, oh, God. you know what? The guy, Skip, it's not Skip, but Chip, traded a guy because he's trying to improve his team. Yeah, and End of story. They don't care that. what color the guy is. The no. guy's a dickhead. They want him out. But they couldn't care less. You want the best player. You're not paid to do anything other than win football games as a coach. And some of the best coaches ever have had it taken a stance where they would not get close to players because they don't want to lose their objectivity. That's mm. all this guy's doing. And yeah. look, speaking of um, just trying to improve your team, if we take a look at the Washington professional football team and their move yesterday... Sign, what they do? They signed Junior Gallette after the 49ers had cut him. No, no, no uh, Saints cut him. Sorry, the Saints cut him. They talk, We talked about it last week. Basically, he slandered the entire organization, called out players for being gay, coaches addicted to Molly. What's Yet, Molly? Molly is ecstasy. In Amer- it's the American word for ecstasy. Is it really? You need yeah. to get out more, Steve. Molly, wait a sec. So Molly <laughs> is, it, Molly is ecstasy. Yes, yeah. Molly is like, like when Wes Welker got caught at the, the races on Molly. Wes Welker was on ecstasy? You don't, do, you, do you watch the NFL? <laughs> no, I've never seen it before in my life. I well, didn't know we that We got that him happened. in for the accent. <laughs> yeah, that's well, it. Yeah. Either way, Junior Glad has signed a one-year deal with the Redskins, and we both said last week that he'd no never played football. Yeah, it could not have been more but wrong. Clearly, 
The Redskins are that desperate. The Redskins are atrocious. They are right now the biggest joke in the, the NFL. You know why? Their owner. Schneider. Yeah, it's all about... The, here's the thing people don't get. If your owner's a jackass, you stand no chance of winning. None. Yeah. I mean, name, a, name moronic owners who've won NFL championships. Al Davis before he went crazy is the only example. But he was a badass before he went nuts. Yeah. Right? He completely lost his mind. It got kind of old. <laughs> the Raiders. The Raiders are the team of all decades. He was... Al Davis was... Uh, he, he was a maverick. I mean, Jerry Jones before he went nuts was great. Eddie DeBartolo. Kraft. Whoever owns the... Uh, who owns the... Um, how come I can't... Who won... De- Bolin was a decent owner. You know, he owned, Bolin mm. owns the Broncos. So, yeah. guys like Daniel Snyder who have... I mean, how many, how many coaches has Daniel Snyder had? Uh, there is a stat line. There's it's something like, like 14 since the 80s. Right. It's ridiculous. How many of the Steelers had? Three. Three. Yeah. See, the Steelers are a, a strong self-esteem organization. If we're going to use that term tonight, self-esteem. The Redskins have none. Steelers have a lot. Speaking of guys who've got a lot of self-esteem, Russell, William, Russell Wilson is certainly one of them with his brand new deal. He's rich. He's really rich. He signed a four-year, $87.6 million contract, including $61 million guaranteed, starting with a $31 million signing bonus. I think he's already earned half of that. You're going to get his back pay? Absolutely yeah. it is. Yeah. Oh, he's, and you know what? They don't do that. They're the dumbest team in football. You yeah. have got to get that guy. Because you take a look at the Seahawks, and I unfortunately have to see a lot of them. They're, they have had a very good defense for several years. But you take a look at their roster now and before Russell Wilson. I mean, there are some, obviously, there's some, you know, obviously, they got Marshawn Lynch now. They were a decent team. They had a decent defense. As soon as Russell Wilson came, they started going to Super Bowls. Yeah. So it's, you cannot underestimate the importance that that guy has, his poise, his presence. I mean, people are like, that's an that's a tr- unbelievable amount of money for a guy who's five foot 11. He's, he's a worth every penny. He yeah, he's a, a winner. He's a winner. Yeah. Uh, and they also signed, oh, they restructured Bobby Wagner's deal. Oh, yeah. It was, a, it was a restructure and re-signing. Four years, $43 million, 22 guaranteed. This is a guy who's Good starting to become mm. not underrated anymore. He actually got an MVP vote last year. Yeah. Missed five games. He was a first-team All-Pro. He's the key of that defense. Handles all the audibles. Calls a lot of the plays. You now look at this defense. They have... Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, Richard Sherman, Bobby Wagner. All under contract. Cliff Averill, Earl um, Bennett on the D-line. Three of their starting offensive linemen, Russ Wilson and Marshall linked all under contract till 2017. That's a pretty good core of players. That's a damn good core of players. Someone that drafts well in the late rounds. They'll just build around those guys. Find a guy to start opposite Richard Sherman every year in front of Earl Thomas. It's not that difficult. No, you're absolutely right. They, yeah. they, I, I hate to admit it, but they're in very, very good shape. And the funny thing is, it wasn't that long ago that the NFC West was one of the worst divisions. They made the playoffs with a losing record. It was complete junk, and it, in the last sort of four or five years, it has completely turned around. Well, yeah. with the exception of one team who was one of the best teams for a while, now they're going to stink. That'd be the Niners. Niners are horrible. Well, no one wants to play for them. I think you and I could get a game at the moment. Well, <laughs> do you know, Jared, do you know if why? Jared Hayne does, anyone can. Do you know why no one wants to play for them? Far away. Because they're a moronic organization. No one wants to play for an owner who... So, so Jed York is the son of the owners. And do you guys know that, that Jed York is actually the nephew of Eddie DeBartolo? And Eddie DeBartolo lost the team. He bought the team from the Morabitos in 1977, ran the team until 2000. Lost the team because he was implicated and pled guilty to a, I want to say it was bribing a, a guy named Eddie Edwards, who was like the governor of Louisiana. Like only $400,000, right? I mean, it's chicken scratch, right? So that he can get a gambling boat casino. <laughs> of course he did. Of course he did. Right? So he could get a, a, uh, a contract. And when you plead guilty, as he did, he plead out and, and, and um, pled guilty, it was a, uh, it was, what, what's the word? Not a, not a misdemeanor, but a felony. You cannot be a team, an owner as a felon. So he then transferred the team to his sister and her husband, John. And the team started to spiral out of control because of moronic decisions and just no idea what they were doing. And then they turned the team over to their son, who was 27 years old. Of course, give 
the team to your 27-year-old son who has no idea what he's doing. And he's never done anything because he's had everything on a silver platter. So he makes the, the right move of bringing in Harbaugh, who turns the organization around the entire Instantly. culture. In one year, they went from crap to one of the best teams in the NFL. And he fires him. He fired him last year yep. because he didn't like him. Yeah, they Be- couldn't get along. It was a Jerry Jones move, with Jimmy, same as with Jimmy Johnson. Asinine move. And then they go, they've got one of the best coaches in the NFL who changed the culture. And, yeah, he might grade on people, but you know what you do? When you have a brilliant coach, you get, you get someone who can be a buffer. There's going to be, you know, with egos, people are going to not get along. You've got to find a way to keep him there. And they, they were too stupid to do it. And then they, they give the job to some guy named Tim John Sula or Tom Jim Sula. Or what's, what's my <laughs> Jim, coach's? Jim Tom Sula. Right, Tom Jim Sula. Tom Sula. No, I know what his name is. And, <laughs> and, and it was, oh, no, he's a, he's a hidden gem. Trust me. The NFL, if that guy were a good coach or a head coach material, he would have been more than a D-line coach the last seven or eight years. So it's just, it's, it's moronic. And they've gone from being, they're just, they're a joke. Fair enough. Hard to argue with that. Coming up next, we get on to JA's new segment, Camp Crunch. What's happening in training camp this week? This is Camp Crunch. My new segment, Camp Crunch, basically I have been doing nothing but watching training camp live, trying to learn everything I can, position battles, injuries. Dude, you got to get a hobby. Tragic. <laughs> yeah, I this have, is his hobby. <laughs> I have a really sad life, and this is what I do. I go to work, I play football, and I read and look at football videos. That's all I do. So we'll get straight into it. First, first point. I know Steve's got a bit of a he's a bit upset about this. Jameis Winston has been named the starter for the Buccaneers. See, I just feel like, and you know, Rich, you're a Tampa fan, so you probably have a take on this as well. Let him earn it. Agreed. I mean, why? 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 It's again. He was the first pick in the draft. Let him earn the job. Don't give. Don't hand it to him. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're setting the wrong example. It's like he's entitled. How many other guys have you named the starter? Have you named your punter the starter? Have you named your tailback the starter? Have you named your wide receiver? No. Nope. They've got to earn it. So does this guy. You're sending the wrong message again. Poor self-esteem franchise. And it's and the worst thing is, is he's got a bad attitude as it is. All the problems he had at college, coming out, stealing crab legs, I'm entitled, I'll get away with it, standing up on the table in the cafeteria and yelling, F her right in the, you know what. It's it's just stupid. He's a moronic person. He makes idiotic mistakes. And then you just go entitle him further by saying, oh, yeah, you're straight away the starter. It's crazy. It's stupid. Before crazy. he's even taken a snap. Yeah. It yep. was. It was and, before camp started. And quite frankly, he threw three picks today in practice. He did, whereas Marcus Mariota has gone four days without throwing a pick in camp. Four days, full 11-11 training. And he's not the named the starter. No, he hasn't been named yet. yet. You no. know why? Because he's got it right there. You just, you just nailed it. Marcus is playing to, keep, to get a job. James has already got the job. You know, I got the smile, and I got the job. No. That's bad. Doesn't work that way, unfortunately. He, no. she needs Mariota to probably will get the job. I mean, who do they, who do they, who do they have in Oh, he's going to win it. He'll win it. No, Jake Locker yeah. retired. Zach Mettenberger. Zach Mettenberger. Oh, Zach LSU. is... Zach is yeah. But uh, he's too busy having a Twitter feud with J.J. Watt and losing. So, <laughs> uh, next up, we have first position battle. Tyrod Taylor, Matt Cassell, and E.J. Manuel, uh, obviously quarterbacks from the Buffalo Bills, are all sharing first-team reps and have all struggled. Um, <laughs> Shocker. Especially throwing the ball downfield was a quote from the offensive coordinator. Beat writers are saying that Taylor looks the best pick of a bad bunch. Do you know though that team? I think the Bills just on that defense alone. And well, we're gonna York, we're reviewing them today. They look good. Yeah, that defense alone and the attitude that they're going to have. They're a nine win team. Just if they can, if they can, if their offense can put. Two games together, they're a playoff team, in my opinion. Yeah, they, they need a two-win quarterback to be successful, which we will get to. Um, a second-position battle, Brian Hoyer versus Ryan Mallett, quarterbacks at the Texans. They are both sharing first-team reps. Beat Riders saying Hoyer will win the job, um, but it will come down to whether Coach O'Brien wants a steadier but physically limited quarterback or the one that can get the ball downfield with a cannon arm. Um, I personally would give Mallett a shot. Brian Hoyer's not going to take him anywhere. Probably not. And Mallet, Mallet is the guy that, that got drafted by the um, the Patriots. That's right. So he, he went to Arkansas, and he's like six seven. He's huge. Yeah. He's a huge guy. With a I, I'd arm. be. You know what though? I would be a little bit skeptical. 
I mean, I don't know. I, I if if the Patriots have given up on somebody, even though he was, I mean, you know, Brady's been the starter obviously for for more than a decade, but if they've given up on him, I'd be curious as to why they did. Because there was when he came out, I don't know if you remember, there was a lot of speculation about he might be a moron, Mallet, and then mm-hmm. he was kind of given. A pass because, well, Belichick picked him up. Belichick's not yeah, going to so pick he up He must warrant. know something. That's yeah. right. Yeah, absolutely. Look, the time, the one, time will tell how it works out. The one there. good thing about this camp battle is we're going to get to see it all unfold on Hard, hard Knocks. knocks yeah. um, so oh, is that who? Is that who's? Yeah, it's yeah, down it's at the Houston. Texans. So we're going to see this one unfold. I've got a lot of time for Coach O'Brien. I think he is a really good coach. Yeah, absolutely. The, the guy who came, came down from, the, from Penn State. Yeah, yeah, and he came from the Belichick you know, a tree anyway, tree, which is why so. Mallet's there. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. But I didn't I think, think about that. Good point. You know, Hoy, I think I said it one of our first podcasts, he's just he's still tainted with all that Cleveland Brown. The stink. It's, it's hard to get it off. It's another low self-esteem franchise. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, he will, He will. for my mind, he'll struggle. I, I think he should go with Ryan Mallon and give his team a real chance. Uh, next up, have another position battle. The punters, two Australian boys, Brad Wing versus Jordan Berry. Berry has so far been a lot more consistent, but... Wing has just got a booming leg that he just displays every now and again that's just helping him claw that battle back, plus he's the incumbent. So it's going to be really difficult for, for, for Barry to throw, him, to throw him off that throne. Where did Jordan Barry go to school? Eastern Kentucky. The Colonials. Eastern Kentucky Colonials? I love it. That's good knowledge. EKU? That's it. The Colonials. I didn't know that. Rich, Richie is the college guru. He really? knows everything college. College right. is a better game. Dayton. Dayton. What are the day, what's Dayton called? No idea. Flyers. Is it in Ohio? Dayton is in Ohio, yeah. At least, I got, at least I got that Richie right. Richie doesn't know everything about college football. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's going deep there. That's not a DB1 school. <laughs> no, no. I got, I got buddies that you could just throw out a like a slippery rock, and he'll, bam, he'll, he'll nail, he'll tell you who the, the mascot is. Like, okay, USC, you got Trojans. Alabama, Crimson Tide. Dayton. Flyers. Can you can explain to me what is a crimson tide? Crimson tide. It's a tide of red. Their color is crimson. <laughs> <laughs> so but it's the, not a thing. It's no, just... I don't think so. No. <laughs> it's the, like many, many years ago we were watching Georgetown play basketball, and Georgetown are the Hoyas. Like, yeah. The hell's a Hoya? It's like the Tennessee Volunteers. Like... Well, no, the, well, Tennessee they, they is the volunteer vo- state. Uh, okay, so yeah. there is a, so there's the a history War. behind that. All right. Yeah, there is a lot of the a lot of the South is different. I'm just going to give that. There's no place like Australia in Australia that um, is like the South. The South no. is different. I mean, the you South go, is awesome. It's so good. The South is different. Yeah. My, I had a college roommate who was from grew up in northern Florida, and he we'd he'd tell us stuff that happened at home, and then we'd all look at him. We go, guys, he goes, the South's different. <laughs> the South <laughs> is just different. It is. So the next position battle we have. Our man Tom Hearns, Tom Hornsey, God, don't tell me his name wrong, versus Chris Jones, both punters in Dallas. At this point, it's a really even battle. So hopefully our man, the devil, can make a push for the spot because I want to see him punt when I'm there uh, for the opening night. Okay. Let's see what we can do. Yep. I'm going to be cheering for him very loudly if he's there. Next up, Arizona Cardinals, Carson Palmer, quarterback. I like it. His knee looks fantastic. Really? And his shoulder, which has had niggling injuries, he's back to full strength. He says his arm is stronger than ever. Could be huge for Arizona if they gain him back at full flight. Key, key to see he's not. He, I mean, he was his best days were in uh, in Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah. Key for him is if he's got a good running game. I mean, that's the thing about the, the quarterback's best games are won in line at the line of scrimmage, as you know, as yep. offensive lineman. Uh, but if you you know, a quarterback's best friend is a good running game. Yeah, absolutely. So if he can, if I kind of look at any court, I mean, even whoever is the quarterback in uh, in in um, down in um, Houston or in Tennessee, if those teams mount have good solid running games, he'll be okay. They'll be fine. They, you, because as then, said before, you only need a two win quarterback. Then if that's right, you just have to. Defense. You just have to. Same thing with uh, with Buffalo, regardless of who's doing things. Think about though, you go to Buffalo, you play for Rex Ryan. Every quarterback who's ever played with Rex Ryan has has uh, downgraded. He, he, it, they've become worse playing for him. I love Rex Ryan, but he does not care about the passing. He doesn't game care about. All. He doesn't care about offense. They will he, run wants the gra- he wants to ground and pound and play defense. That's yep. all he wants to do. But I mean, in in that part of the country, that makes sense because you think about it. They've got uh, so eight of the games are going to be outdoors in Buffalo, which is maybe the coldest place in the U.S. One of them. Then you've got uh, outdoor games against the Giants. You've got outdoor game against uh, at. 
uh, or sorry, not the Giants, but the Jets. You got one in Boston, which could potentially be very cold. So you want you don't want to throw like they say like guys who play at the Meadowlands where they used to play. You can't. You got to have a big strong arm. So a lot of guys don't. So like certain quarterbacks would do better in the Northeast. You got to ground and pound. So it's actually a really good kind of game plan for that region. It, it'll work in Buffalo, I think. Oh, yeah, they're going to love him, too. Well, speaking of ground and pound, I have the tool of the week. LeGarrette Blunt, who was suspended for the first four games of the season due to substance abuse, missed the first day of camp for failing a physical. What a tool. Are you kidding me? He came in too fat. He came in too fat and couldn't get through his running physical. Really? So they had to send him away. However, the next day he passed it. So he's now returned to the field. So what? I think it might have been a little bit of a motivation thing for LeGarrette. Sending what him a do you message? Think, yeah. Seriously, what do you think he did overnight that would allow him to pass that exam? I would say he didn't take the exam the next day. That the, the Patriots went, yeah, let's just get him in here. Who cares? Yeah, but that's, again, it's like you got... <sighs> they would have fined him. They would have given him his 30 grand for missing the first day, which is what the fine is. And Is it 30 grand now? 30 grand a day. That's that's the max you can charge someone. So there obviously are deals you can cut with guys. Very interesting to see what happens there, uh, the first four games for them. Well, I said, well, we'll, we'll get to them. Their yeah. running game doesn't look doesn't look promising. Um, they could be good... one in three those first four games. Yeah, they really could. Yeah, they got Dallas, they got Pittsburgh, and they've got... Uh, They've got Jacksonville, Jacksonville and St. Louis. And I'll tell you, don't sleep on the Rams. No, no, they've got a strong D-line. If you don't yeah. have a good quarterback for that game, it That's could really right. hurt you. Well, it depends on where they're playing. If they're playing in St. Louis, even more so. That yeah. opening game of the entire season against Pittsburgh is the suspension game. Yeah. There are so many players missing out of that game from both teams. Yep. Yep. That's a good game, too. That's going to be a good game. Speaking of uh, field I already good like stories, Pittsburgh in that one. So thing, do I. Things are looking up in Philadelphia. Sam Bradford cleared to play. Knee looks good. He's taking all first-team reps. Read today, they're actually talking to him about an extension. Yeah, which is... Before he's even taken a snap. Which is, again, low self-esteem. That is ridiculous. Well, low self-esteem, yeah, well, I don't see the Eagles as a low self-esteem But it's a low self-esteem move to sign a guy like that. I, I think, think it's kind of... Yeah, you don't know what you got in him. Well, that's true. You don't. You don't. You, know, you can re-sign him mid-year. No, that's true. I don't know why they did that. You know, It could be Chip Kelly. I don't know. Chip Kelly. We call him Chip what, Smelly around here. No, well, the thing do. I'd say, you know what everybody has said about Chip Kelly is I've heard, I heard a lot of people say this, that they're like, he is the sharpest guy in the league. Mm. It's just that he's so new, people don't quite understand that yet. Well, if, but, if what he's doing works, he'll, people will learn how smart he is. Well, that's exactly. But if it doesn't work, then he's not so smart. Proof is in the pudding, you're right. Exactly. Uh, Josh McCown at, down at Browns has got a tight grip on the starting job. Johnny Football doesn't look like he's going to get that starting job, which no, is disappointing. I, really? Are you disappointed by that? I think From if you're the six, Browns... Six, purely an entertaining yeah, entertainment if you're purpose, in Stinkville, I want to see Johnny just running around. Put Johnny in. What's Josh McCown going to do for the future of that franchise? He's, he'll give him one okay year at best. Get Johnny Manziel, and if, you, if it's a massive flop, Manziel. at least you get some people through the door. To no, that's not that's that's a poor self esteem move. <laughs> I think you go with this. I think you want stability, but they're not going to win. Probably not. They've got nothing to play for. Josh McCown is not going to win him a Super Bowl. No, he's probably at not. At least if but Johnny plays Jen- a season, he might. You don't know what he's going to be. You don't have no I, idea I, what I, he is. I always I knew what he was because of his size. And the one thing there's to me there's some dyed in the wool facts. You have to to be to be successful in that league you have to be big and strong he's neither and he doesn't here's the, the you guys have heard this he doesn't throw from platform very well right he's always he's he's running his footwork's terrible his yeah. footwork yeah. isn't great he's, he's just he, flipping it out yes you can't you can't do that in the nfl very often and you certainly can't do it when you play in the nfc afc north with the steelers and the ravens and the Bengals, who are three perennial Playoff teams, you can't do it. Well, Plus, it's crappy weather. And in, in college, you got away with throwing these crappy balls downfield. It just to, up to, Lee, to, to Evans, to, to Mike Evans, who catches everything. We've already seen him in his first season in Tampa Bay. Yeah. You throw it up in there with two guys, and he catches it most of the time. Yeah, he doesn't have that in Cleveland. Now he may, because my next point, Terrell Pryor, who has moved from quarterback to wide receiver, and is looking good. I actually watched some, Did some you really? tape of him today playing. He sent me the link, but he, I had something better to do. He looks <laughs> like work. Joe, Joe Hayden, who's their starting all-pro corner, right. his quote was, he's fast, he's huge, and it looks like this just could work. 
It looks like you can just don't think about that. He's big. He is big. He's six six, and he's fast. Clearly, because he ran. A, he ran a four three seven at the combine. Okay, so he's fast, and he's six six two thirty or whatever he is. Something like that. What, what they're blown away with is how he's obviously a natural athlete. Is but how it, he's natural. He looks at the position. Okay, he looks very comfortable. As I said, Joe Hayden has said he's, he's had trouble covering him. Hayden's had trouble covering. Well, right. And he's a good corner. I hope yep. it works for him because the Browns have – it's just been horrible for them. Yeah. Well, but again, they're another poor self-esteem franchise. You you get Manziel, who clearly was never going to work out in that part. Manziel would have been better playing indoors. I mean, you have to – that's the thing about the, the – what maybe people in Australia don't understand is that there is a huge difference between playing football in Miami, where it's like Queensland, northern, far north Queensland, yep. and playing in the northeast. It, I mean, literally, it could be 80 degrees in Miami in January, which is 26, 27 degrees, and it could be a negative 10 in Boston. Snowing, wind howling. Yeah. That's right. And so you cannot, you got, you got to, you, you look at the guys that are successful in the league that are up there, they're big and they're strong. Someone like Ben Roethlisberger, he plays in Pittsburgh, it's freezing there. Yeah. You know? He's a boy. He's a tank. So you don't get some little scrawny guy who runs around and it's just, Well, you look at R- Russell Wilson. In Seattle, obviously the weather's pretty good there. Well, Russell, uh, it's, it's cold and rainy. Russell he's Wilson, also electrically fast. He's a lot Ru- faster than Johnny Manziel. But Ru- see, Russell Wilson is a lot more mature than Johnny Manziel. Yeah. Have you ever seen his hands, Russell Wilson? Big hands. He he has the hands of a six foot ten person. They are massive. Yeah, so he's very strong. Yeah, and he's but he's just he's he's wise beyond his years, and he's a very mature person. That so much about that position. Is what's between the ears, and it's not. I mean, it's you got to have everything else. But if you lack the one thing you cannot lack is is you got to have smarts. Yeah. And Manziel, nah, he's just cocky and young and entitled, and he grew up in money. He doesn't have it at all. No. no you're right. Look, the last the last quick segment of Camp Crunch. I'm just going to hit through some quick injuries at the end. There's a couple of key ones we're going to have a chat about. We have Jets wide receiver Devin Smith, second-round pick. He will miss four to six weeks with broken ribs and a punctured lung. Ouch. Steelers wide receiver Martavius Bryant, who had a really good rookie season last year. Yeah, he did. Needs to have minor elbow surgery for an an infection. Really? I don't know how he got that. There's no news on how he got it. He just has to have a surgery. They had issues in locker rooms a few years ago. Yeah, it was was rampant. It was really bad. Yeah, so he's he's going to miss two to three weeks. And apparently these things are antibiotic – that you no anti no antibiotics work on them. Yeah, so that's they're what do they it. call antibiotic resistant staph infections or something like that, which can kill you. Yeah, so yeah, he's he's gone in for surgery. Uh, sad news: Steve, uh, Panthers wide receiver Stephen Hill. He's probably their third string, but he has done his knee. He'll miss the rest of the season, along with Browns starting defensive lineman Billy Wynn, also carted off the field. Hasn't been. Uh, diagnosed yet, but it looked really bad. Knee went the wrong direction. Oof. All that kind of stuff. Um, big news down in Kansas City. Dontari Poe undergone back surgery. Andy Reid's hopeful to have him back by the regular season, but it back doesn't surgery. look good. Oof. And he is a really key part of it. We talked about them last a couple of weeks ago. He's a key part of their run defense. He's the main guy in, up front. So that's a huge loss for them if he's not going to be right. And, and in that division, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, the Chargers don't mind running the ball. Mm-hmm. The Raiders, who's the Raiders running back this year? Uh, Murray, what's that? Putting his first name. Yeah, the young guy. So yeah, you got it. I mean, run defense is huge, especially yeah. late in the season. That's going to really hurt them because they have a couple of really athletic linebackers that rely on that big body up front just to, to stop them getting blocked. Yeah. So an- another sad story: Ravens starting safety Matt Elam. Will be out in his size, and he tore his bicep off the bone. Former first round pick. That's hard to replace, and that sounds painful. Just flexing too hard. Yeah. How does it? So, what do you? I mean, what do you? I mean, I don't even know. I, can we get a doctor? What the hell do you do when someone tears their bicep off their bone? Let's stitch it back on. I there, guess. There's surgery. Surgery involved. So basically, it's torn in uh, half. Yeah, that's no good. It's it's pretty nasty. Now, the the biggest injury news is Arian Foster torn groin. He has Ooh. to have surgery. See, that's but the thing about a groin is that uh, you see anytime it's soft injury, like soft tissue, it niggles for a long yes. time. Yes, so he may come back. He'll they'll try to rush him. Well, back. he's going on short. Yeah, they're going to put him on short term IR, which means he can come back. The pup before eight weeks. No, not pup. This is short term IR, so it clears his, his his um his spot. Right. So you can replace him on the roster, but he's 
eligible to come back after before eight games. Okay. So he has to be off the off the IR by then. That guy did not know that. I'm glad I learned that today because yeah. I'm going to at some point have to do my fantasy draft. Yeah, that's that's big news. That's could really hurt them. Well, once again, that's going to be a, a nice wide open battle on Hard Knocks. <clears throat> they brought in. Um, Pierre, Thomas Pierre Thomas from the Saints. To have a tryout. I'm going to jump on my high horse. We actually were talking about Ray Rice before the um, break. That's someone else they could bring in. Stephen Jackson apparently will probably be tweeting at him. But Stephen, <laughs> Stephen Jackson's doing uh, tweets of the Dallas Cowboys when they haven't even got an injury. He is out of the league and he just needs to accept it. But yeah, Ray Rice is another guy they could look at, but there just seems to be such a stink around him still. Yeah, uh, yeah and rightfully so. Coming up next, we're going to touch on the AFC East. The Patriots took it out, but they've got all sorts of issues. We'll take a look at those. AFC East leading the way. The New England Patriots finished last year 12-4. and Super Bowl champs. Head douchebag Bill Belichick will be quarterback by Tom Brady, except for the first few weeks where Jimmy Garoppolo will take the lead. James, how do you see that affecting them? Look, first thing I want to start with is their losses. Listen to the names on this list. Vince Wilfork, Akeem Ayers, Darrell Revis, Brandon Browner, Shane Vereen. They are the guys they lost. They are massive losses. Now, they did manage to re-sign Devin McCourty, and they bought in some really good guys on some really good contracts. But they bought in Jabal Shield, who's going to be their pass rusher from the Browns. Really good pass rusher. They didn't. They bought in Chimdi Chekwa, the cornerback, and Bradley Fletcher, who stunk it up in Philadelphia last year. I just don't think they have added enough on defense on the back end. They're going to rely on Malcolm Butler, who obviously the Super Bowl hero took that interception at the end. Um, Logan Ryan, who is unproven, and and McLean in the slot. They just, you know, I know Devin McCourty's a great safety, but you can't get by in this league without quarterbacks, and they don't really have a dominant pass rusher either. So that's what scares me. Along with losing Tom Brady for the first four games at this point, they could really come out of the first four games one and three. Oh, they could. But I do think that I, I that division has been so bad for so long and that they are so in the heads of the other three teams. Well, they've won 10 of the last nine, nine of the last ten? titles. Nine of the last 10, yeah. sorry, titles. Yeah, yeah, they lost one the year that, that uh, Tom Brady got hurt. Yeah. They won five before that. That's and right, the, the Dolphins record. won it that one year. Yeah, they, they broke the but record for winning six in a row. I think they've got the most consecutive seasons with at least 10 wins as well. I think they've got 12 consecutive Seasons, so they're, they've their been, records impeccable. They've been a model of consistency. I still think that when Brady comes back, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who he's throwing the ball to because they make plays, and he's made guys. In that's the thing that's so great. Like everybody debates who's the greatest quarterback of all time, and I always said Joe Montana. But you know what? Joe Montana had John Taylor and Jerry Rice and good tight ends, so he had. Great receivers to throw the ball to. Tom Brady never has. Tom Brady never has. No. Well, he does have Gronkowski. Oh, Gronk is nice good. Player. Yeah, Gronk is great. But I mean, it's so. I still think they're I, in my mind. They still win this division. I think Buffalo uh, is going to be very difficult. But Buffalo, like you talked about earlier, has serious quarterback issues. Yeah, you have to in this league. You, you got to play sound defense. You got to have good quarterbacking to win. You really do. I think there's one thing we know for sure, and that's. Bill Belichick will have him ready. Yep. He loves nothing more than to be able to play the no one believes in us game. Yep. Everyone's out to get us. That's a very good point. We're all one and we're going to show everybody. He does that better than anyone else. Yeah, and they. The one thing I did notice looking at their depth chart, which it actually surprised me, they have a stacked front seven. They have Hightower, who was injured for the playoffs last year, and they right. still won. And Gerard Mayo comes back after season-ending injury last year. Jamie Collins is one of the most freakishly athletic linebackers I've yeah, ever seen. He, is. he has been killing Gronkowski at, at training camp so far. Um, they're really strong inside with, with, with Alan Branch. Chandler Jones needs to step it up, a young yep. guy, but they bought over Jabal Shield. Yep, they bought over Jabal Shield from the Browns, who is a pure speed pass rusher to get something going there, and they bought him over on a nothing contract. So, again, they just – you can't – Bet against the Patriots. Well, that's, they that's, find a way to win. They do. And that, that was kind of the point I was trying to make is that like, they've been doing it for over a decade and yep. they continue to do it. I, to me, the most intriguing team in that whole division is Buffalo because they are going to be – they are limited in so many ways. 
But they've got the X factor of Rex Ryan coming in. And when he went, when he landed in New York, I mean, their defense is just going to be aggressive, ferocious. They're going to knock guys out this year, that defense is. Well, we may as well just move on to Buffalo now. Before you go, you've got to put down a record. Oh, a record. I have them at 10-6. and six. I think the fir- if Tom Brady misses the first four games, I think that might hurt them and cost them a couple early. But I think they'll come good, uh, be 10-6, and six, but I don't think they'll win the division. Buffalo Bills, 9-7 and seven last year, missed the playoffs. New head coach, my mate Rex Ryan. Sexy I think he's Rexy. a superstar. And as we discussed earlier in the podcast, who their quarterback will be is a massive question mark. Um, but Steve, as you're alluding to, that defense is outstanding. They're absolutely loaded. There are great players all over it. and There's not a weak spot on that defense. No, I don't think there is either. And we know that's Rex Ryan's MO. Yeah. He's going to put a great D together. He's going to pound the rock. They brought in uh, Shady McCoy out of Philly to help he's roll 30 in that now, team. He's not quite. I think he's got 28, I think, off the top yep. of my head. He's not quite there yet. Speaking of old guys, though, they've still got Fred Jackson there How's to Fred run now? the ball as well. He's been around forever. And he's yeah. they sent out CJ Spiller. They got rid of him. He's never been able to produce since That's they right. brought him in because Fred Jackson still outshone him every year. Um, yeah, you'd see, especially in fantasy, yeah, people would take CJ Spiller, and there's Fred Jackson outperforming him every year. They've actually got a, a relatively good line. Looks like Richie Incognito's found a home. Yeah. He's going to start. It looks, um, and they've also, they are the hot favorite to sign Evan Mathis from Philadelphia. Hasn't happened yet, but look for a decision in the next few days. He is, he's visited two or three times It'd be now. a good ad for their depth. They've had a Percy Harvin to put, Something alongside Sammy Watkins, their first pick last year. Watkins was a good receiver too. Oh, he's a gun. If they can get a quarterback that can throw the ball to him, he'll be dominant. That's obviously the biggest concern here for the Bills. They play so many outdoor games. They've got all that stuff going for them. They've got a really good defense. They probably don't need to score a lot, but those quarterbacks are just, they're a hodgepodge. I I agree with you. Score 17 points a game, you're probably an 11, maybe a 12-win game, 12-win team. Yeah, I, I agree. And, I think they will end up going with Tyrod Taylor. Now, people who don't, if you don't know about Tyrod Taylor, which a lot won't, he's a a Russell Wilson style quarterback. By saying he's ultra athletic, he was LSU, really right? Fun. I believe so. I'm not. I'm not the college guru around here. Either way, he is really athletic. So I think what you'll do, they'll do is add him in because it will allow them to run the ball more, which is what Rex Ryan wants to do. It can you can run some options with him and whatnot. It's it's really sad to see EJ Manuel because I. I thought he was going to be a really good quarterback Did you? coming out of Florida State. I had a lot of hope for him, and I'm, it's sad to see that if he doesn't start this year, that's career over. He'll be a backup for the rest I, of his but, career. I mean, he's, see, he's not going to have a good year this year simply because he's not in I – mean, what, what happens to a lot of these guys is they are the man from high school, and yeah. they go to college, and they're brimming with confidence. And then they get out into the – they get into the league, and they're playing against guys who are just as talented, if not more talented than they are. And if they encounter any issues, you know, they have a bit of adversity, it starts to screw with them. And so E.J. Manuel probably – and I don't know who he is, but I guarantee you he's probably questioning whether or not he can do it. And he's not in a system that's – It's going to help him. It's no, not exactly. Him. And so I think, I think if you were on – if you're a quarterback in Buffalo playing for Rex Ryan, and this was the same thing when he, when he had the guys in, in – uh, Sanchez. Yeah, he had Sanchez. Sanchez's first two seasons took the team to the AFC Championship game. Yeah. First two seasons. Uh, so, you know, it's it's that was fine, but then he got progressively worse. And so I, I do think that this year will be fine, but I think for quarterbacks in, in that system, there's just not enough time and effort and care put into them, especially young quarterbacks. Yeah, Th- their best chance is McCoy and Jackson really being able to carry them. With that oh, and, running game. And, and Harvin prob- doing well. And, and yeah. probably Matt Cassell just controlling the game, giving easy screens to Harvin, screens to Sammy Watkins, short routes, drags, that that's kind a good, of stuff. It's a good uh, – right there is actually uh, a good point because if you take Matt Castle, he can actually manage the game. Yeah. And what you need really – And Jimmy, he wasn't J- terrible in Minnesota last no, he year wasn't. when he played. He you was know, okay. J- Jerry – or sorry, Jimmy Johnson – Said they asked him a question about whether or not he thought Aikman could win a football game for him, and he said absolutely. But he said I don't need Aikman to win football games for me. I need Aikman to not. He goes I don't no I don't. He goes I need a quarterback to not lose games for me. Yeah, exactly. So if they can do that, if 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 their quarterback can come in and not screw it up, they're gonna be a good team. Yeah. Yep. And staying on that thread, 
I think with that defense, their offense will do just enough to win enough games. I've got them going 10 and 6. I'm a little bit higher. I had them at 11 and 5, but I'm right there with you. I think they're a pretty good team. 11 and 5, they should get a wild card. 10 and 6, maybe. The, the, the North in the AFC, which it's usually tough. takes both wild cards, it's hard to poach it off those I guys. got Pittsburgh winning that division this so year. So do I. I had, I had Baltimore just bit winning over Pittsburgh. Oh, I'll tell you, one of the most underrated players in the league, Joe Flacco. Oh, don't. Come on. Come you don't like Steve. Joe Flacco? I liked you for a moment then. You don't like Joe Flacco? <laughs> He's all right. He's all right. What? He wins. He wins. He's not flashy. James likes flash. Miami Dolphins. <laughs> I like Romo. Eight and Me eight. Too. Head coach Joe Philbin, seriously on a hot seat and quarterback by Ryan Tannehill, who got a new deal this year. How do you see him? Well, you said on the hot seat. He is on, he is on the hot seat <laughs> by any other coach. He's he's in real trouble. If they don't win this year, they've had 8-8, eight 7-9, and, eight, and, and 8-8 eight and eight the last three seasons under him. They lost a lot of good quality players. Jared Odrick, tight end Charles Clay, Randy Starks, Cortland Finnegan retired, Shelly Smith, the guard, Daniel Allaby. They traded Mike Wallace over to Minnesota, which I think was actually a good move, clears that, that contract. They did add... They had a massive in. And Dharma Kinsu, who comes in. Oh, he's a huge bring-in. Also, Kenny Stills from New Orleans, they traded for. Seems he's, a, he's only in his third year. I thought he'd been around for decades. Third year, Jordan Cameron <laughs> he's been from alive the Browns. For <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe Jordan Jordan Cameron can get rid of the stink of the Cleveland Browns and turn his career around. If he gets uh, healthy, he he's a really, really good tight end. Yeah, um, but the first thing that comes to mind when you look at this team is their defensive line. Cameron Wake, an elite football player, and Darmakin Sue already mentioned Earl Mitchell, an up and coming guy, huge run stuffing nose tackle, and Olivier Vernon, who is. You know, you talked about Joe Flacco being underrated. He's up there as one of the most underrated guys in the league. That's a strong defensive line, and they've got good cornerbacks and good safeties on the back end. It's a pretty good defense. To go back to Richard's point, he th- this is I'll tell you why, but this is an absolutely we have to do it this year situation for the Dolphins for a couple reasons. Number one, they've got a coach who who needs to produce, and they've got a, a an itchy trigger finger in their owner. But they put all that money in Sue. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Heaps. Absolutely Sue, heaps. So, which is, which is, is they wanted him. They brought him down there. But you know what? Who are they going to, where are they going to get other players? So you've got to do it now because in a couple of years' time, they're going to have to sign, they're going to have to sign the other D lineman, Wake. And they're going to have to, they're going to have to sign other people. And so, what happens is, I, I mean, that was a. I think that that was a good short term move because Sue is still probably. I mean, why do I think Fairley looks so good in Detroit because of Sue? Yeah. Sue, he has to be double teamed every, every single exactly. Every so, every single play. so what that will do is that will make the Dolphins' D line even better. Well, you can't. How do you double team Cameron Wake, who is always double teamed, and Indomitian Sue? See, you've got you've got real issues. So they're going to create havoc, but. They're not going to you, you got to do it this year. I don't I don't think it's a good short-term move, a poor mm. long-term. Oh, move, it is. In this my is opinion. a we've got get, to get going now. Yeah. To because you can't you're locked. I mean, how many years is are they going to be paying off the books on Sue? If Sue's go- 5 years. Okay, so it's a 5-year deal. 5 yeah. years and how much was it? It was something like a lot. 85 million or something like that. It's yeah. the highest contract uh, for defensive linemen's. Oh yeah, it was at a non-quarterback. I'm pretty was sure it? it was. Yeah. So, I mean, I just the Dolphins, that was kind of a low self-esteem move, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you know, bring in. I mean, it's it's could. I mean, was that the best? Move? You spent eighty-five million bucks, did you? Was that the best way to spend that money? Were there other? Would would Bill Belichick have done that? That's a question I always ask. Definitely know? not. Yeah, so it's like, not even the Lions would do it, and they know what they had in Sue. It's a good point. Yeah. So and the Lions were a very good defense last year with him. So they let Fairley and him walk. Well, they let him walk, and then they they backed him up with Halati Nada, yeah. who was it, who was pretty decent in his own right. But a lot, a lot cheaper than Sue. Oh, that's as right. Well. Yeah. Sue comes with these issues, though. We, 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 oh, he, you know, he he doesn't mind a stomp, and he doesn't pr- mind a cheap he's shot. Good, he's a good guy off off the field, though. Um, I mean, he's not going to get arrested. It doesn't. No, seem. no, he's just a. But between the lines, of, do he's you a little, want that he, in your D tackle? He's probably going to miss games through suspension, though. He's at that fine tipping point. 
one thing where one thing will trouble. cost you a week and you miss a week here there you miss a week there for someone you're paying that much money you need 16 games out of that oh, yeah. oh hell yes you need, you need 18 sacks yeah, you, you need. need 19 games out of him <laughs> yeah. 20 maybe if you're a wild card <laughs> at so least. they also re-signed Ryan Tannehill extended him they didn't re-sign him so got him around for a while they got Lamar Miller at running back they also drafted JJ Ajaye which is a really good it's a good name. name it's a great name <laughs> Pretty good receivers. Second year guy out of LSU, Landry. Uh, they no longer have um, uh, the guy from the, the bad free agent they signed, the number eleven, Mike Wallace. They yeah. traded him over to yeah. Minnesota. So that was good getting rid of him. Yeah, and then because, they bought in Kenny Stills, who's on a nothing contract. But haven't similar. they? Have they learned the lesson? They spent all that money. I mean, wide receivers. You name me a wide receiver who's signed big money and gone on to produce. Calvin Johnson. No, 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 but Calvin Johnson was a... Yeah, but he stayed... You mean as a free agent? Yeah, oh, free agent. Free agent. Yeah. It, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think you can name one. No. You look at that, I mean, I go back head. to 1994. The, the Cowboys, your Cowboys had Michael Irvin, who was one of the best there was, and across him was Alvin Harper. Harper. And you went to Tampa Bay. Harper went to Tampa Bay. He was never heard from again. Yeah, yep. It's where football players used to go to die. Now they go to the Raiders. It's it's that cheeky second string thousand yard receiver. I remember Arizona Cardinals. Remember Steve Breston? Yeah, Steve he Breston. He was their third string wide receiver who had eleven hundred yards that year with Kurt Warner, where they just slung it everywhere. He went and signed a huge contract somewhere else great, and basically never played again. What great receivers they had! You think about it because Bolden, Larry uh, Fitzgerald, uh, Bolden's, and Steve Bolden's still a niner. I love Bolden. Yeah, and and Larry Fitz is amazing. Look, a lot of Bolden people played with a broken jaw once. Let's not forget oh, that. Broken jaw one week, and he probably had a concussion too. But yeah. the next week, had surgery on it on a Tuesday and still played. He's yeah. amazing. Record for the Dolphins. Look, I am not as high on them as everyone else is. I have them at eight and eight. Oh, I, I just I'm don't very think they have either. the offensive firepower to compete in that division. With and I think Philman's a wet blanket. I don't yep. think he's going anywhere. Um, New York Jets last year finished four and twelve, bringing up the rear. Uh, new head coach. Todd Bowles replacing my man Rex. From Arizona, Arizona defensive coordinator. Which was a, a, a good signing for yeah. them, I think. Um, you know why it wasn't a good signing? Far away. Because Woody Johnson's not a smart owner. Woody Johnson, how many, how many, take a look at the Jets and the Giants. How many coaches have the Jets had the last, the, Giants. Yeah, the last 15 years? Yeah. Yeah. Eddie Johnson likes, fla- uh, uh, sorry, Woody. Woody Johnson likes Flash. It, it's Wellington Mara and the guys that run the Giants, you know, they, they, they signed Coughlin 10 years ago, whatever it was. He was on his way out. He won two Super Bowls. He's a Hall of Famer now. The Jets are obsessed with catching up. But man, so they try flashy things. Players. It doesn't. It and doesn't. they never do. Uh, exactly. Speaking of flashy, you bring so, in Darrell Revis and Antonio Cromartie. That's I know Darrell Revis is an awesome player, but so, so, yeah, so, so the, much money. It's a, lot of, it's a lot of money. I just think that. Uh, I think that Bowles, I don't know, there's certain places where I just don't know. I mean, it takes, there's certain places where you just don't know if a guy's going to get a chance, even though he's got it, technically got a chance, but he may not have a chance because let's say if the team starts 0-9 and, and they don't look very good. No. All right, if they start 0-9, 0-10, 0-12, they finish the season 1-15, there's a chance they give Bowles a flick. Is it Bowles' fault? Probably not all Bowles' fault. You know, no. it, it's it, you're in a tough division with three. You got the Super Bowl champs, an improved Buffalo team, and a formidable Dolphin team. You're playing in New York, and you're going into battle with Geno Smith. That, that, that's what you've got at quarterback. See, that's exactly right. So they're going to be horrible. But this poor Todd Bowles, you know, again, low self esteem franchise. Yeah, and all they ever talk about is how loaded their defensive line is. Now, Sheldon Richardson's superstar, along with Muhammad Wilkerson, Harrison's going to miss four games. Plus, he had a misdemeanor during the week where he he's got probably going to miss even more. He could miss the whole season. Their outside linebackers are not that great. Quinton Copels is a you know former first round pick, but has done nothing. And Calvin Pace is really old. I know Revis is a superstar, but Cromartie's starting to decline. They the safeties just, aren't very good. The safeties are average. At the end of the day, if you don't have a good defensive line, it doesn't matter who your corners are. And their yeah. offensive line is Nick Mangold is their only really good center, and he's getting old. And yeah. you're going to have to play against the three other teams we've already talked about. Yeah. The, what did we say for everyone? How good is their defensive line? Yeah, that's right. Patriots mm. have a good front <clears throat> seven. Buffalo Bills' D-line is stacked, and you have Sue and Wake to deal with from Miami. It's, the, the Jets... Uh, again, if you don't have a good defensive line, 
and that it won't be able to run doesn't the ball matter that who, well. It doesn't matter who your who your corners are. No. So, you know, I, you see, that's why I say I said earlier in the piece, games are won and lost at the line of scrimmage. Yep. If I'm running an NFL team, I'm loading up on defensive mm-hmm. linemen. You look at what the Giants did the, the two years that they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. They rotated linemen, fresh legs in. Throughout the season, you know, guys have been for two, we, three. We play. actually talked about them last week when because they bought Spagnola back, and they've got Justin Tuck, Osiu Manura, uh, Pierre Paul. They just run. There's yeah. so many good defense. Michael Strahan. Yeah, that, so but they haven't even addressed those O line issues. I mean, th- they, they bought in Harrison. That's really it. Well, they bought in, but no young talent. No, no undrafted free agents. Nah. No rookies. They signed. Oh, sorry, Carpenter, just the one rookie. The Brickshaw Ferguson's and. Okay, player. He's getting older. He's getting on. Willie Colon's a, a reject tackle that's yeah. moved to guard. I think they're going to really struggle. Uh, look, they were four and twelve last year. I don't think they're going to improve on it. They might have a really high draft pick this year. I said it I think I've got them as five wins as at, at best. Yeah. I think they're a two to three win team. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I'm with you, Steve. I can't see them being anything special. So, have you got the whole division finishing up, James? I have. Buffalo winning with 11 wins. Wee. I think the Patriots have won a lot of divisions in a row. I think the start of the season will hurt them. I then obviously have the Patriots coming in second, and I think they will take a wild card. Um, Miami third and Jets way down the bottom. I look at that, and I think uh, I'm 10-11 wins for the Pats, 10-11 wins for the Bills. It's, it's a, it could go both ways with those two top Seven teams. to eight wins for the Dolphins and three to four for yep. the Jets for me. How are you, Richard? You got about the same? Um, pretty similar. Yeah. I, I don't know if the Bills can win it, but it, it'd be cool if they did. I, the I, only wild card is Miami. Them. They could, if Tannehill somehow has an awesome yeah. season or something goes really right for them. You know, what the, you know what the problem is with them? And no one's talked about this. So it's uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> Why and the do, logo. Look at the logo. It's what terrible. The, what was wrong with what? I mean, what was wrong with the logo they had? Nothing. They took a great logo and they turned it into, they made it crappier. And on that bombshell, we'll be finishing up. Thanks, Steve Salisbury, for joining us in the studio today. Anytime, uh, boys. For James Arthur, for our producer, Chris Tyler, behind the glass, I'm Richard Garraway. Thanks for listening. For more SEN America podcasts, head to sen.com.au. To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around SEN, follow SEN America on Twitter at SEN America and on Facebook at facebook.com slash SEN America. Whether you've overdone it at the gym, at the dinner table, or on the couch, AHM Health Insurance have a cover for you. Join direct at ahm.com.au.